Welcome back to the Zerk Coffee and Chaos podcast, a show where we talk about anything and everything relating to what it means to be a survivalist and a prepared individual in today's society. I'm your host, Chris Bartagone, with me, my co-host, Jamie Franks. Welcome back, Jamie. Thank you. And uh, unfortunately, the world has not really gotten any better since last week. No, it has. It definitely has not. Um, you know, uh, I know we've we've talked about it. We've texted a little bit about it as well. And, um, you know, yesterday I made a post as Stella was just asleep on my lap. And, and the post was just like, this is what not panic buying looks like. Um, last week's show got some got some good feedback i mean i i've heard from a few people about it obviously the post went up on the on the zert website or the zert nation uh i'm sorry the zert facebook page the main page there was some feedback it got shared through the uh through the group pages um i put it up on my personal um social media and i know that you put it up as well um and then even yesterday as far as me making that post someone texted me and was like um I don't, I don't, I don't understand what are people panic buying right now? Is, is, are we back to toilet paper? And I'm like, no, not, not toilet paper. I mean, it's just ammo at this point. Um, it's been a, it's been a pretty wild week. Uh, and there's obviously a lot of things that were thought, that were going to happen. And obviously they did not. Right. Uh, I think when, by the time we, rec or when we recorded the show last week, had there already been the talk of the uh, day of Jihad? Did we, did we bring that up on the show? No, I think uh, that didn't come out until afterwards okay. uh, and, and, or maybe even later that day, but no, it definitely had not been talked about at the time we were recording. It, it definitely came out after, even if it was later the same day, but. Okay. So I, I think you're right. Um, and, um, Obviously, later that day, there was a or at some point over the next brief time period after we recorded last week's show, which I believe was on Tuesday. And obviously, we published it on Thursday. In between that time, there was that report of, you know, a day of jihad where Hamas put it out there like attack on Jews um, in Israel. And then I, whether it was confirmed or not, United States obviously got thrown into it. And then that, that caused people to start to, um, be kind of aware that they may need to, uh, to have some supplies. Um, yeah. And I mean, this is kind of, uh, the world that people like you and I live in, e even when everything is going, you know, quote unquote, okay. Um, you have to kind of walk the line between being a realist and an alarmist, you know, like uh, the alarmist is, oh, no, this guy called for a day of jihad. So today, more than any other day, I need to be extra careful and extra prepared. Um, but like guys like you and I, I think that that uh, live in a little more of the realist realm. I mean, that's it, it really should be no different than any other day. And you know, in the real world, regardless of how you feel about it and regardless of what you think about it and regardless of whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you can't deny the fact that people are streaming across our border on a daily basis and we don't know who most of them are. And so there's been little blips in the news lately about this Iranian person that was on a terrorist watch list just got caught at the border and wow. these five Palestinian like militants just got caught coming across the border. And, a, you know, a person like me is like, great. It's, it's cool that we caught those six, but 
how many how did many we more? not get? Exactly. And right. so, you know, this day of jihad could be any day. Right. It, right. Because it would be so. it would be pretty silly if they said, hey, this is the day we're going to do something to you. And then they yeah. did it on that day. So I think that's what started people's um, uh, gear shakeout. Um, situation shakeout, and obviously that's what started the the craziness. So obviously, for those that are unaware that are listening, maybe new members, uh, you know, Zert, this is the Zert Coffee and Chaos podcast. Uh, but I also own a company called Clark Armory, and on that, uh, it's a ClarkArmory.com, and we sell ammunition and accessories. Um, and the spike that we have seen from last week is real. I mean, there is a run on 223 and 556 right now that's also going to expand to 300 blackout, 76251, 76239. Um, we have sold, almost sold out. We've sold out completely of 556. Uh, and specifically, what's funny about that is the 62 grain, the LA, the, the M855. Um, yep. So, you know, it, 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 and it's funny because I think it was on Tuesday. Um, I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I walked in, looked at the safe. I saw what was. There. I have a I have a case of, of of stuff here at the at the office. Obviously, everyone knows my my saying. Uh, what I have on me gets me to my car. What it, my truck. What gets uh, what I have in my truck gets me to my office, and then or my house. And then what I have there lets me reevaluate. And I kind of looked, and I was like, all right. I'm a little shy on five, five, six. So I ordered, I ordered one case, right? Um, that's not, to me, that's not panic buying. That's literally what somebody would do, um, buying a case. Uh, so what we saw though, was a lot of that. We put product, um, we put, we put that product, that exact product. It was a PMC five, five, six, um, 62 grain, the M855, and we put that up as a promotion, and it was a case promotion, and people were buying two, three, four cases at a time. So, um, hmm. yeah, and, you know, we, we obviously saw a spike in sales, but it was only surrounding that. So, you know, people are obviously are are thinking about it and they, and they may have looked around they were like, all right, you know, I've been to the range and maybe it's time to get a little bit more and stockpile it. I think what also compounded some of that was Lake city who makes all of the, basically the majority of the two, two, three, five, five, six, um, for the military. And then obviously there's some also commercial contracts was from, the, the, the video that I saw today from Mr. Guns and Gear said that the government shut them down on commercial contracts. They made them cancel all commercial contracts. So, I you know, I don't know if that's accurate information because the, the other piece there is they talked about the Hornaday ammo plant. And it wasn't the ammo plant yeah. that there was an explosion. It was the primer plant. Um, but... But it was kind of like one of those chain reactions things where people were like, oh, God, OK, I need to get some of this. Then the 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 source to provide it, they shut down all commercial contracts. And by the way, that that plant has contracts with Hornaday to make fr Frontier ammo. So Frontier is, you know, is Hornaday's brand and that's 
comes out of bulk out of there. Um, but then that, and then all of a sudden the situation, the explosion or whatever, whatever it's being classified at the Hornaday primer facility, people are like, Oh God, what's, you know, is, is something happening? <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you the amount of back and forth communication that happened with all of the state moderators. You know, there was an, there was a, an attack in an airport with a, a lady with a knife in Atlanta. I mean, there were things that people were obviously keeping an eye out for on Friday, which was October 13th, and then also the yep. alleged day of jihad. So there, there was some panic happening, and there was some buying happening. I don't think this is the same panic buying that we saw in 2020. This is a, a small run on a couple of calibers, um, but it, I don't think it is it is it is what we saw back then. Yeah, but I mean, you can if you look back. I mean, heck, it just the last ten years uh, go just go back to 2013. I mean, 2013 was Sandy Hook. Um, that was still Obama administration. Um, there. I mean, I can probably think, I mean, <laughs> I have to look back no further than my Facebook memories uh, right. to to see every time that there has been a uh, panic buying situation or like a run on this or a run on that. And I mean, you know, going back to 2013, um, I think that was approximately like that was the time when, yeah, you that- know, you couldn't find an AR-15 on the shelf anywhere. Like there, there was not one to be had. I, I sold a guy uh, one of my AR-15s. It was a, it was a nice one, um, but I sold it to him for like way more than yeah. than it was worth um, yeah. be, because there were none and there were no magazines. There were no P mags. There yes. was no ammo. There was no. So I mean, you know, when we get into you know when we start talking about panic buying and you know you reference 2020. Yeah, like toilet paper. Like there was none. So right. yeah, maybe we're not there now. But right. this this goes into something that that you and I have talked about like many times. One of my favorite sayings just in life in general that can be applied to many different things is when is the best time to plant a tree? And the answer is either 10 years ago or right now. Right. Um, and so I think maybe just like a lot of people. Maybe it's kind of what I said a minute ago. Like a lot of people are starting to realize that uh, their feelings don't matter and it's time to accept reality on reality's terms, no matter what your politics are. Um, because I, I don't know about you. And, and again, I really am. I promise I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I just have a bad feeling about what's going on in our country right now. I mean, never mind really the rest of the world and Ukraine and Israel. Like our country and our government is kind of asleep at the wheel and, and it's very concerning. And I think maybe we finally reached a tipping point where just more people are starting to become I, realistically I, aware of that. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think that's a, you know, I think that's a good point. And by the way, you know, evil, evil people, evil organizations or, or you know, evil groups, they don't, they don't care what your politics are. They don't, they don't care if you voted for Biden or you voted for Trump or who you're going to vote for. They don't care. They only care about mayhem and, you know, and, and destruction and, and getting and pushing their ideas and, and their violence on you. So, so don't think that, you know, if, 
if the situation in Israel, Gaza, Iran overflows into here, I mean, that's when it's super imported, important to be a United States of America and not a divided States of yeah. America. You know, I mean, th that's, that's the time when it doesn't matter. I mean, and you can, I know that there's going to be far, far right people that will argue this. And it, at that point, it does matter if you voted against, you know, gun control or you voted for gun control, because then we would have, I, I mean, I get it, but you know, there's, shocker and I had to collect my thoughts there for a second because I wanted to make sure but shocking update here for you folks Democrats buy firearms and ammunition too yeah I, I, th that's just that's that is a reality right there so it, it they not every single Democrat is anti-gun right and not every single you know, Republican, I'm sorry, not every, yeah. Not, and not every Republican is, is pro gun. I mean, there are people, there are Republicans that don't, I mean, you know, they don't care about firearms. They don't, they don't want to buy them. They don't want to own them. And, and that's, and that's fine. And to those people, the second amendment may not matter as much as it does to you and to I. Um, but then the same is opposite on the other side, Democrats who carry a firearm, possess firearms and, shoot firearms and train firearms, the second amendment is, is very important to them. So, you know, if an invading force decides to parasail into, you know, Coachella, um, you better unite at that point. Right. It's not like, I don't know. It, it's just a, it's a scary yeah. thing. It's, it's time for people to, to wake up and understand that, you know, infighting is great. And it'll be till the end of time, but there's a time to be united. And with what's happening right now, this might be it. Yeah. And, you know, for all the people that maybe are panic buying or aren't or what, whatever, um, what did you say? Uh, they're, you didn't say they were panic buying. You said they were buying in a panic or something like that. No, I said people are panicking. And people are also buying. Oh, and okay, yeah. There, so, yeah, and like, perfect. And I've got news for people, um, and you can speak to the better than anybody. Things kind of only go in one direction. I mean, uh, going back to my "when's the best time to plant a tree" analogy, ten years ago, right now. I mean, uh, ammunition prices are only going to go one way. I mean, you could you could draw a graph, and maybe the the price goes. Up. A few cents today and down a few cents tomorrow and up a few cents the next day and down a few cents the next day. But um, you can pretty much be guaranteed that ammunition prices in 2023 are more than they were in 2013. And the I mean, if you're waiting for a good time, there's probably not going to be a good time. And there's not going to be a better time than now because ammunition prices and prices of things in general are not going to return to what they were 10 years ago. It's just not going to happen. So if that's what you're waiting for, uh, you're going to be, you're, you're just going to be waiting. Yeah. Uh, you know, and as I was forming that thought, I uh, maybe to crap on my own point a little bit, but actually like the, the prices of guns themselves have kind of 
been the same. But do you do you think that's true? I, I don't like. There so, really hasn't been a spike in the prices of guns. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen that, and and we'll talk about that here. It, for those of you that are obviously listening right now, um, I, you know, Jamie and I have like a little. Uh, there's a chat going behind here because um, we are having a a slight technical difficulty. So if you are hearing this, and and Jamie's audio is coming through choppy um bear with us we're working on it here so um i just but i just wanted to put that kind of that note out there because i i heard it on my end yep. so i don't know if you heard it Sorry. on yours no 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 i it, we're <laughs> technology here it, like it, it just it seems to always get us in the end um but i i'm not 100 percent tracking on on the price of of firearms right now uh but i have not seen a a spike i mean i did pick up a couple over the last um, little bit here and, and everything seemed to be normal. Um, even with the ammo, I, I, I'm not seeing prices rise at all. Like, I mean, the, the price of nine millimeter that I saw yesterday was the same today. Um, and, and just to be clear for everybody else who out there who is panicking, there is pipeline still coming in. I know that there will be two, two, three and five, five, six available to me to sell, in the next couple of days. The only difference is it's going to be back on allocation. So it's not just going to be an open, you know, like I can't just get a pallet of it. So there's going to be some limited supplies. The, the, the price increase that we saw was based a lot on raw materials. And I, I mean, this, this is not affecting raw materials. This is just people going out and buying a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, uh, supplies. So, I don't think we will see that, and I can tell you that if you are seeing that, that could just be people, you know, prof profiting on on capitalism and and supply and demand. Um, I know that we haven't done anything really here to raise our pricing um, on Clark Armory's website. So you know, we we would run promotions in the past, and we are still going to run promotions. We still do stuff like that. So. Um, you know, there, there's not much of that. I did see somebody post something about milk, and but I think milk has been rising for for a minute now. So I don't know that that's that has anything to do with this. All these like very specific things like this, um, you know, like people rushing out to buy bread and people rushing out to buy toilet paper, a couple of people rushing out to buy ammo, or you know, back in 2013 when suddenly every Magpul PMAG on Earth evaporated. Um, people to be realistic like if you weren't worried about this a month ago then there's really no sense in panicking about it now um you can start very basic and very foundational and very fundamental and just instead of worrying about rushing out to buy things that classify as like quote unquote emergency supplies or emergency food you can just as a regular matter of the way you live your life just you know have pasta and beans and nuts and peanut butter and you know stuff like that in your cabinets because as we talked about those are regular things that you can just regularly keep in your cabinet that just inherently have a longer expiration date than, than like other perishable foods and and so in an emergency just that little bit of, of preparedness of just buying these things that again just inherently have a, a longer shelf life and, and you'll be good to go and you know just right right so I shared last week's podcast uh, via my social media and uh, actually a few people that I wouldn't have guessed would have listened to it did. And and I got some good feedback and a lot of it 
was centered around the things that we talked about at the very end of the episode about how you uh, you shouldn't be overwhelmed. But uh, I guess that makes a lot of people realize how unprepared they are and then they felt overwhelmed. Um, so, you know, I think it's important to reiterate, you know, in a time like this where people are panic buying and or like you said, uh, they are panicking and they are buying. Right. Um, prices on ammo only go in, in one direction. I mean, it, it's better to do it now than 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 to wait because um, prices will just continue to, to gradually increase. Um, but the, the place where you can start is all these like fundamental foundational, you know, covering your basics uh, kind of places. And in and, and last week's podcast, we talked about how the easiest thing to do is just to make sure you keep a steady supply of like regular things that, well, I was about to say don't expire, but have a, a longer than normal expiration date. And it's just regular things you can keep in your cabinet, you know, like foods like pasta and nuts and peanut butter and, you know, canned soups and canned vegetables and things like that, that you can regularly rotate to through. But in an emergency, those things are going to last longer than normal perishable food. And I mean, so start with whatever's realistic to you. Like I talked about how, where I grew up, we would occasionally have to worry about a snow or an ice storm or, and, and just about every year we'd have to worry about hurricanes where we would, you know, lose power for, you know, two, three, four, five, right. up to a week's time. So, I mean, you may live in a place where you never have to worry about snow or you may live in a place where hurricanes can't get to you or whatever. Um, you may live in a place where wildfire or earthquakes or whatever, that's what we have to deal with here in, in, Southern California and and so figure out what's realistic for you start there um, make sure your basics are covered and I mean you know just things I have written down here in my notes is like you know some sort of communication device like make sure you have an emergency radio make sure you have one of those radios that you can hand crank in case you don't have batteries but oh by the way stockpile batteries yeah. and, and stockpile is even a strong word just like have batteries on hand for for the things that you have in need have things that produce light, you know, have flashlights, have a headlamp, have candles, um, food and water. Like years ago, I bought these things and, and maybe I, I don't even know if I knew this before that, but I bought these things called aqua blocks and they were basically like uh, almost like a Capri Sun, but it was filled with just drinking water sure, yeah. instead of being filled with juice or whatever. And it had an expiration date on it. And that was, you know, packaged water, even bottles of water. It takes a long time, but they can't expire. Um, so even for me, like I, I think I've talked about it before, like I have ways of uh, stocking water. I have the, I bought these and they're very inexpensive, like this big water bladder that you put in your bathtub and you can basically, you know, however many gallons your bathtub is, it's basically this plastic water bladder that you connect to your faucet and fill it up and it, it, it seals your water and right. preserves your water so you don't get debris and dog hair and all that kind of stuff in there. And you can have drinking water. And, and, uh, I was actually talking to my neighbor about this earlier this week. Like if you have a lot of people are going to tankless water heaters because of the convenience of never having to wait for hot water. But if you have a water heater that has a tank, I mean, that's, you know, for me, that's 75 gallons of water that I have right there. That's yeah. 75 gallons of water storage. Exactly. That's, that's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, have some sort of security, whether that's a gun, wh whatever that looks like for you, have some sort of security, some sort of first aid, um, food and water, a way to get information and batteries and just, and just keep your pantry stocked with regular items that don't perish 
and that right there, everything that I just said is all relatively inexpensive stuff. And that's all things that'll get you probably if you had to shut yourself in your house for a week, that'll that'll all get you there. Right. And once you have that stuff covered, then you can start to build up from there. Right. And and I think where you're going with that, and, and again, thank you guys for sticking this out. We 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 did have a little bit of a technical issue. So if you if you heard a couple of things that were a repeat, just understand that um, you know, I'm I'm not a total tech nerd here, but we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> but so, you know, what, what I saw and, and some of the feedback that I've gotten, you know, from last week is, is similar to what you got as well. Um, there were, a, a, there were a couple of people that were just like, wow, it's scary how unprepared that I am. And I think this is going to, go against, I guess, some of the points that I've always made in the past. I think what's happening there is there is that paralysis by analysis. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I mean, you know, I don't, I decided to pick golf back up over the summer and I've been hesitant about going to play nine holes, 18 holes, because I don't think that I'm ready where I'm, I probably am. And I would probably do just fine but I'm, I'm psyching myself out. So don't think that you are not prepared at all. You may be slightly underprepared in some aspects, but not in, in everything. Um, you know, some of the things we're just like you just said is you don't need a full pantry of dry goods to, you know, survive nuclear Holocaust, Holocaust. You need some items, you don't, and I always say this, like I have enough ammo to get more. I don't need 20,000 rounds of each caliber stockpiled. I have enough and then I can get more if I need to, if the situation arises, that's it. So, you know, I, there are certain things that I, I am not prepared with. And that's one of the things after last week, after we talked and what, and what we were kind of going into is comms ham radio. Like that is a gaping hole in my situation. And that is something that I've been working since we talked last week about getting, getting a little bit more information. I'm going to get a show, a, a podcast going, that's going to be basically an intro to ham radio because it is definitely one of those intro up to expert level type situations. And and just to point out, like when people say comms, I mean, that is a huge, huge, huge blanket term. Sure. Um, when you start talking about ham radio, that's, that's two-way communications. That is receiving information and being able to transmit information. But like a second ago, when I was talking about making sure you have comms, that's basically me saying you need to have some way to get information other than through your cell phone. So if cell phone right. towers go down, do you have an emergency AM, FM radio or something like that? So comms takes many, many forms. I mean, you have to remember comms is smoke signals. Comms is body language. Comms is a signal mirror. So um, you know, uh, earlier when I said make sure you have comms covered, I was just talking about making sure you have a way to get information if you lose power or lose your cell phone or whatever. You're talking about two-way communication, right. which that starts to get into the the community piece that we talked about that's important. So Right. So you know, that's, that, that's, yeah, next level stuff. Um, you know, back to the batteries that you were talking about before, right. You don't, I mean, you don't need to buy a Costco thing of batteries, like 72 AA batteries. 
you can get it on Amazon, probably ordered and delivered in the same day, and that'll get you pretty dang far. Like, yeah, you know, um, do I think that the, uh, you know, when you look at stuff that needs batteries, is it better to have solar or better to have, I'm sorry, rechargeable or replacement batteries? You know, I, I think it's good to have both. I mean, obviously, you talked about that radio that you would crank up that would uh, that would provide power. They do have these little solar battery chargers um, that can be used. I don't know how effective they are. I don't know how great they are. Um, it, it, it's well, I can tell you from experience, it's a spectrum. Um, yeah. And and the more money you spend, the better ones you get. Uh, but there there are some that like. For example, like I had a little foldable one. It was like a three panel solar panel that you could fold up and it was about about the size of this notepad when it was folded up. Right. And uh, you could carry it in your in your backpack or in the little side compartment of your car door. Um, and it but when I would plug it into my cell phone, for example, and place it in direct sunlight, um, it would only charge my phone up to about 85 percent because at that point it kind of reaches uh homeostasis where the power coming in is basically equal to the power that the phone even if i'm not using the phone the phone is is still consuming a little bit of power and so the power coming in off the solar panel basically became equivalent to the power that the phone is using just to, to stay turned on so and then you can i mean you go to goal zero's website and again we're not sponsored by anybody but um you go to goal zero i mean you can spend two grand on a pretty badass solar right. panel that you know yeah. Uh, so it, it really is at that point becomes all in how much money you want to spend as to how good of a solar panel you're going to get. So, yeah, but you know, one of the, obviously one of the points, you know, to, uh, for this week's show was if, if you are in a panic right now and you, and, and you start buying things that you may be low on or some of the things are, are missing. I, that's acceptable. But if, if you're like, Holy crap, I don't have anything like being prepared started months ago. Yeah. Just what you like to your point about planting a tree, like what happened in Israel and the potential fear of what might happen here. Is, and, and now you're trying to, you know, get going here. You're, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. So if you had zero five five six, well, if you unless you were ahead of the curve last week, you are still going to be behind the eight ball. You're not going to have a lot of five five six because it's dried up. Now there are still some people out there that are selling it that have it, and you know one of the things that I was just talking to my buddy, I you know, and asking him about the the Lake City thing. Uh, you know, there's a potential of 30% of the 5.56 drying up in the market right now. And I was like, yeah, that's going to suck. And he was like, yeah, for people who weren't prepared and didn't have 5.56. Yeah. So, Which yeah. is a very, yeah. very huge point that, that can't be understated. I mean, yeah. um, just a confession. We talked about it before we, we pressed record. Um, I really didn't know that there was a whole panic buying thing going on until the last couple of days because... I tried to live in such a way that like, I don't need to panic buy things. Exactly. So when everybody else runs out to panic buy ammunition and magazines and toilet paper, I'm good. I don't have right. to worry about it. Right. Um, right. But 
Oh, sorry, but yeah, like no. if you're not there, it's kind of the point I tried to make last week. If you're not at that level, it's okay. Like it's this is one of the pieces of parenting advices that I've started to give people because some people think I'm a pretty good parent and they'll ask for my advice and I'll tell them like just the fact that you're asking for advice tells me that you're probably going to be fine. The fact that you're even worried about it means that you're probably going to be fine. And that can be uh that can be applied to kind of prepping and survival. If just if you're listening to this right now, that means you're starting to think about this stuff. And that yeah. probably means as long as you don't have your head buried completely yeah. in the sand or someplace else, uh, then you're probably going to be OK as long as you start making some measurable progress now. Yeah. Now, and just to piggyback on that thought, if this is. If you've listened to this one, but you've also listened to a few more, you are on the right path. Like this is where you, you know, and you've started to take notes. And if you've picked up one thing that we've talked about in the past and filled that hole in your, in your kit, then, then you're good. Um, it, it, it just, it's, it's a journey and it's, and it's a pretty good and lengthy journey. You don't, you're never going to be completely prepared. Now, did I take this opportunity to pick up a couple extra magazines? Well, sure. Of course I did. You know, I mean, like I said, I was like, mm, let me pick up another case of that. So I, I definitely did that. And it allowed me the opportunity. I mean, one of the things that I did last week after talking to you, I was like, you know what? He's right. I guess there doesn't need to be magazines without product in them, ammunition in them. So, yeah. you know, get them, get those loaded. Cause you don't want to be doing it, you know, when you need them. And, you know, and like kind of, uh, like at the end of every episode, my little sign off is it's easy to be hard. It's hard to be smart. And, um, kind of in line with that, I heard a saying recently that I really liked and it's, uh, if there's somewhere you wouldn't go without a gun, don't go there with a gun, like right. be smart and just, that that's you you that's you acknowledging that you know this place is dangerous or that you know this situation is dangerous and so you're like well if i'm going there i'm going to take my gun well like how about you just don't go there right exactly. um but it's it's kind of like you know with with all this stuff with the national day of jihad and all that stuff like it's kind of like wearing your seatbelt. you you wear your seatbelt all the time because you don't know when you're going to get into an accident you right. wouldn't say I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. I'm going to wait until right before an accident happens to throw my seatbelt on. That's not going to work. So where I'm going with this line of thought is like, you, you should prepare all the time. You should work towards, like you said, filling those gaps all the time. Right. And you don't have to go out and spend a million dollars. Like you said, pick one thing. And in the next two weeks, you know, when, when you get your next paycheck, spend, 40 bucks and fill in this little gap a little bit and then and then do it a little bit more and a little bit more but like uh everybody that's trying to strap on now and buy ammo now and and get ready now like get ready all the time right you can't you can't wear your seatbelt only when you think an accident's gonna happen and you you know yeah that's a you know what it's funny because um when i when i had lunch with a a a friend of mine a couple weeks ago and obviously there was uh discovery that I, I carry a firearm, if you will. And, you know, the, the question is, well, you know, why? And, and in the past you've, I've always used that, the, that 
little motto or that phrase of, you know, it's like a condom. You'd rather have it and not need it and need it and not have it. Um, but I don't, you know, when you start to think about that, if you're carrying a condom and you'd rather have it and not need it, like that's a little awkward. I kind of like that seatbelt thing a little bit better. Like, you know, yeah. you, you don't decide to put your seatbelt on right before you have an accident. You put your seatbelt on the moment you get in the car in preparation just to be safe. Like you'd rather have the seatbelt on and not need it then need the seatbelt on and not have it. I like that much better than the condom thing. Yeah. I'm using that from now on. Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and also like, uh, you know, a, a girl I dated a few years ago, she used to always say, um, cause we would hang out with some of my friends sometimes. And, uh, you know, one of my friends constantly like draws attention to the fact that he has a gun and, it drives even like as a gun person, as a, as a training person, as a prepping person, as a smart person, it always drives me insane. Like this, this friend of mine can like drive every situation or every conversation back to the fact that he has a gun. And, uh, my girlfriend used to always say she like, she loved that she could never tell whether I had a gun or not. I mean, spoiler alert, I pretty much always do. Um, <laughs> but she, she would say that like, you know, I don't constantly draw attention to the fact that I have a gun or that I have like, and, and I, and I don't, everybody should be that way. And it should just, it should be as commonplace as your seatbelt and it should be as benign as your seatbelt. But you know, like the, the other saying that I think is a little bit overused is uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, but it, it kind of, it, it all goes into that vein. Yeah. But, but you know, back to obviously a, a little bit about this. I mean, this is where, you know, having that community that we talked about last week is, is important. And, you know, there, there may be able, or there may be people that are part of it that, that can provide information and knowledge or, or get, or fill those gaps temporarily to your situation. Um, you know, I think probably much like me, you have a couple extra, uh, tools available for those that may need them in a time that yep. is required. And I think that's important, you know, um, and it's not, it, and it's not just the, the item, it's the rest of the gear that goes along with it. And I, we talked about this last week, but you know, when, when we sat down or when we started talking about, uh, this week's episode, um, yesterday, you know, it was like, okay, the, the challenge is always finding a, a time for us to record, but then the, the, obviously the next biggest challenge is, well, what are we going to talk about? Um, and we know that we can sit here and always just kind of yammer and jaw and, and, and get a, get a good episode and that provides a lot of information. But I felt like it was important to really follow up last week's um, show based off of some of the feedback that you got and, and even that I got. And then to, add on to that the fact of what I saw on the Clark Armory side with things just going out of stock very, very quickly. Um, I mean, that 556 that we were talking about yesterday or last week on, I think it was on Thursday, um, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, it was up as a special. And then all of a sudden I saw like the, the, the sales slow down and I looked and I sold out. I mean, and then... Oh, it was Thursday. 
I reached out to my um, to find out how much uh, I had available, and there was nine thousand nine thousand boxes. And literally, before I finished dinner, it was all <laughs> gone, all gone. Wow. So I, uh, you know, uh, we moved a <laughs> lot of five, five, six, and that was a that was the next day's promotion. Didn't even get a chance to put it up. So you know, this is. Do I think that this is reality? Like what the ammo market looked like in 2020? No, I don't. I think that this is a small run. There is pipeline available. Stuff is coming in, but you know, I will tell you that when you see it available again, get some. Yeah, and <laughs> you know that's a great point that like these things move in cycles. Right. Um. Like like I said at the top of the show, just in the last ten years, I could probably point to four or five instances where where this has happened in the last ten years. Everything ebbs and flows. Um. You know, uh, assuming nothing catastrophic happens in the next well, couple yeah. of weeks or couple of months, everything is going to come back. Um. It, even if people are panic buying and everything is short right now, and there's a primer shortage right now, like it's it it'll backfill and it'll flow and uh, it'll come back. And so, yes. So take note of that. Now be prepared to take action when it does come back. And then um, as big of a proponent as I am of, of training, getting out and training and taking a class, you know, going out and taking a class probably means you're going to burn through 500 rounds. Right. So maybe in a time like this, maybe tighten your belt a little bit, maybe be a little bit more conservative with things like that. And that goes into another thing we talked about, in the last podcast about the keeping the freedom stash, like keeping right. You know, once you get your ammo to a certain point, set a certain portion of it aside that you don't ever touch. Right. But uh, for people that haven't done that, maybe now's the time to tighten your belt a little bit. And then, yeah, but like be, be waiting for that, for the tide to come back in. And when it does, and, no and, pun intended, pull the trigger. And here's the other thing I want to kind of make, uh, make a point about Somebody reached out to me yesterday and they were like, Hey, I think I'm going to buy a, one of those barrels of two, two, three, five, five, six. And I was like, um, I, I do not recommend that. You know, now if you have to resort to buying a barrel of two, two, three and five, five, six in a time when you need it, it's not going to be, I don't think it's a great use of, 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 of funds of capital. Um, I agree. The, if like, I owned a gun range or something like that, maybe. But short of that, no. I, right. I, I, I see where you're going. And and the and the and the, I, and the the one of the reasons the person was going to do it was they were a trainer and they were like, well, this way I can provide the ammo for the classes to keep the training going. And I was like, I mean, well, that's a that's a good that's a that's good a fair point. That is a fair point. But people bought ammo during the uh pandemic because it was going out of stock people were afraid and they needed to be um prepared right and they wanted to to be able to protect themselves that caused a a ripple effect because they they paid they overpaid or i don't want to say they overpaid but they paid higher prices for ammunition and they didn't feel like taking that to the range was awesome they didn't want to go do it because they paid so much and they didn't want to go waste it so if you're if you're if you're buying this stuff right now to to stockpile it and to train okay great i mean if you're going to buy a barrel then you sure you've got somewhere you can go get training and and you can go hone your skills 
awesome. But if you're buying it to stockpile it, I, I don't think so. You can still get some out there, right? So it's not like it's gone and it's not like there is not a pipeline of it coming in, but it's like going and buying a pallet of toilet paper when you need toilet paper. <laughs> like it's not, I mean, we're going to keep driving that home because it's, it's important. Um, being a prepared individual in today's society started a year ago. Like it, and it's continuing. Well, and, you know what I mean? It, it like now that it's in the rearview mirror and now that it, it, it all can be counted towards hindsight. Like I'm glad COVID happened because COVID should have been a massive wake up call for a lot of people. And, you know, I've, I've told my stories before on this podcast of, of people coming out of the woodwork to like ask me if they could borrow guns and ammo because, uh, you know, all the COVID lockdowns and shutdowns were a humongous oh shit moment for a lot of people that a lot of people realized right now with no grace period, with no warning, I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. And, and nobody knew what was going to happen next and nobody right. knew uh, where it was going to go. And Hey, we, you know, we made it, we're here yeah. that uh, we made it through. It was a crappy time. It's, you know, everybody can kind of look back on it and laugh now, but like the, the part that I'm not laughing about is I can't believe how many people didn't learn their lesson. And what we're seeing right now today, what we're talking about today is honestly a reflection of people that didn't learn their lesson three years ago. And right. that's not acceptable. That's no. uh, if, if you feel bad about anything, if you feel overwhelmed about anything, it should be that it should have right. been that you had a, we all had a warning three years ago and now here you are again. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, is, is the, is the threat level diminished? Who knows? I mean, it, is it, do we have pending doom happening every day? Uh, you know, again, who knows? Well, so remember where you're going. I'm just going to say this quickly. Like, I think the threat level is dramatically increased from where it was three years ago. It's just not hitting home like it did three years ago because the the TV's not telling you to stay in your home yet. But I actually think, without again, not trying to be an alarmist, but I actually think we're we're at a greater threat level than we were then. Well, right. And, and where I was going with that is something, something different. Obviously the, 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 the fear that everyone had a few years ago was obviously based off of this, you know, this whatever pandemic COVID crap, right? Invisible in, threat. Exactly. This invisible what, disease. What's looming in front of us right now. I mean, I've heard people throw around nuclear. I've heard people throw around you know, world war, like world war three, like there's, there's people that are throwing those words around. Are we, are we close to that? Is, I mean, is this, is, is, is that where we're headed? I don't know. I, and I don't, I, and I wouldn't begin to sit there and be a geopolitical kind of person <laughs> to, to start throwing that out. Well, there. you talked Not about me. condoms a minute ago and, I'm a sailor and I have a favorite saying about condoms too. And my saying about condoms is you don't put on a condom unless you're going to fuck. And so we've <laughs> sent two aircraft carriers now. Um, so we, you know, right. But so we are putting sent, on a condom, right? So, so, so we've sent two aircraft carriers over 
to that area, right? Yeah. Um, again, who, uh, does that mean that we're preparing to join the the situation that's happening over there, or you know, are we lining up aircraft carriers around our borders to worry about what's happening here, right? So there's the there's that you you've talked about it. Like obviously, our borders are wide open, and it's a gaping hole in our kit as America. Like, yeah, you know. So where I was going is. Okay, the day of jihad that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Does it mean it's not going to? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. But if you're prepared to protect yourself and your family and your loved ones every day, you're, you know, just keep your head on a swivel and keep your ears open, your eyes open, and, you know, Make sure that you you have your gear, shake out your gear, have a plan, have a backup plan, and then expect both of those plans to shit to bed and come up with a new plan. <laughs> yeah, and like so I have my little idealistic theory that I've always called. I've talked about this for many years uh, in my circle of friends, and I call it my backyard theory. If every single person policed their own backyard, then, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm joining forces with like the defund the police movement or, or any of that stuff. But if every single person just policed your own backyard and if there was a riot taking place, you know, on, on your street or if there was a uh, a protest taking place on your street or if there was a day of jihad taking place on your street, if everybody that lived on your street just said, nope, this is not going to happen on my street. And if everybody felt that way, then it couldn't happen on any street. And if right. everybody policed their own backyards, then we wouldn't need police and we wouldn't need the border patrol and we wouldn't need a government. But unfortunately, we live in a society where, I don't know, I was about to say only one out of 10 people are really policing their backyard. But I, I think that's generous. I don't even think it's one out of 10 people. Yeah. Um, so if you are that person that's policing your own backyard, like I said last week, I, I think that puts you well ahead of the power curve. Yeah, I agree. So, and, and and remember, you're, I'm saying your own backyard in finger quotes because your own backyard extends to your vehicle and, you know, your office. And if you're sitting at dinner at a restaurant with your family that's now your backyard right. so the, the, right. the backyard part is figurative yeah but uh if you if you can be the person that's policing your your own backyard figuratively everywhere you go then then that's going to put you dramatically ahead of the curve because unfortunately it's not every person no it is not it is not um you know i'm i'm sure that the the episodes over the next couple of weeks are going to probably always include a, a piece of this because of kind of what's happening right now. And so we'll always kind of try and stay relevant with it. Um, but you know, these are the, these are the times and the, these are the episodes that we really, really appreciate everybody who's listening in their feedback, whether you're, you know, whether you're, you're, you're seeing this on, on my personal social media, on Jamie's personal social media, on, you know, on the Zert network. Um, uh, if you're watching some of these on YouTube, um, you know, this is where the feedback is, is really important. Um, 
let us know what you what you took away from this and um and then obviously let us know if there if there's any questions if you and if there's any guidance or assistance you need that's also you know you can reach out obviously to to zert just through the info at zertnation.com website reference the podcast um reach out through social media and and let's get some questions answered obviously we saw a bunch of new memberships over the last uh, last week or so, people are, you know, obviously concerned. Uh, we've saw some, uh, we saw some renewals happen. They probably renewed a little bit early and, and that's also great. So that's what the Zert community is all about. So this is, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up here. I appreciate you guys for sticking this one out and uh, apologize for the technical issues. This one will not be uh, on video guys, just because we, we turned off the video halfway through to see if that solved the problem. It seemed to have solved the problem. So um, we apologize about this one not being on video. So uh, until next time uh, you guys stay safe out there and uh, don't be a resupply. Jamie. Yeah. And just real quick. I mean, uh, this resource, this podcast is free. Um, you can get this podcast for free and this is a lot of good information. And I typically joke about the fact that we're not uh, sponsored by anybody, but if anybody does want to sponsor us, that'd be great. But for now (laughs) we're not, but that's how, you know, the information we're putting out is like honest. I mean, I, I can honestly tell you where I get the stuff that I use and the reason I use the stuff and I have the stuff that I have is because it's like, in my opinion, the best stuff. So, um, you can always access this resource for free and we're going to shoot you straight because we don't have sponsors to, to plug or to bow to. And, uh, and so, yeah, start filling those holes in your kit. Um, and it's easy to be hard and it's hard to be smart. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. And we will see you next time. Stay safe out there.